Hello and welcome to FinShots Daily. In today's episode, we talk about the latest ruling on the Vodafone tax matter. So hold on tight, this one is going to be bumpy. The case begins with Hutchinson Telecommunications International Limited. We'll keep it short and just call this company HTIL. Based in the Cayman Islands, HTIL was a telecommunication giant providing mobile and internet services in countries like Indonesia, Sri Lanka and India. And although this company was the original brainchild, they did not explicitly intervene in matters. Instead, they used buffers, buffers like CGP Investment Limited. CGP Investment was another company based in the Cayman Islands but fully owned by HDIL. And CGP had made some big investment, at least on paper. The company owns shares in several Mauritius-based entities who in turn own stake in certain Indian companies and ultimately held a 67% stake in Hutchinson SR Limited, a joint venture between Hutch and SR and one of the leading players in the telecom industry. So technically, Hutch or HDIL was managing its India operations through a web of companies based in Mauritius and the Cayman Islands. Until one day, they finally decided to exit the country altogether. They were looking for a buyer and the Dutch-based Vodafone International Holdings answered the call. They paid 11.1 billion US dollars to HDIL and acquired CGP Investment in a bid to take control of Hutchinson's India operation. Hutch SR became Vodafone SR and that should have been that. But then the taxman cried foul. In September 2007, India's tax department initiated proceedings against Vodafone International Holdings and Vodafone SR in an attempt to recover around 2.1 billion US dollars in taxes. Their contention was simple. This transaction by all accounts involved the sale of Indian assets and as such, any gains made in the process should have been taxed here in India. But Vodafone disagreed with this assessment. After all, HTIL sold a Cayman-based company, CGP Investments, to a Dutch-based company, Vodafone International Holdings. How on earth could you tax a transaction that involves the sale of a foreign company to a foreign entity? It's preposterous. But since tax authorities weren't relenting, Vodafone approached the Bombay High Court seeking refuge. But the court? Well, they saw things differently. For starters, it was quite apparent that CGP did not have an independent existence. Hell, it did not even have a bank account. So really, any entity that's buying CGP isn't actually interested in the shares of CGP, but all the things that come with it. And to this effect, the court argued that the sale of CGP investment was not adequate in itself to achieve the object of consummating the transaction. The transaction was only complete when all the rights and entitlements of Hutchinson's Indian assets were transferred. And as such, the tax authorities had every right to purse Vodafone, it said. Vodafone, however, did not relent. The company approached the Supreme Court where the discussion largely revolved around one subject. Was this a deliberate case of tax avoidance or was it simply prudent tax planning? After all, if Vodafone had designed the transaction in a deliberate ploy to avoid taxes, they could be held liable. But what if they could prove they had simply executed the transaction without ill intention? And after lengthy deliberations, 
the Supreme Court opined that the sale did not amount to tax avoidance. The judges ruled that Vodafone no longer had to pay taxes on this transaction and that should have been the end of this conversation. But then, the government did something quite unpredictable. They introduced a new tax bill, amending existing regulations all in an attempt to force Vodafone to pay up their alleged dues. It was retrospective legislation, meaning it gave tax authorities the leeway to reassess transactions dating back to 1962. And the amendments only affected parts of the tax code that allowed the Supreme Court to interpret the matter the way it did. So technically, if the matter went to Supreme Court once again, the judges would be forced to rule against Vodafone. And that meant the company had only one option left, to pursue this case in an international court. Vodafone approached the permanent court of arbitration at Hague, contesting that the amendment of the tax code amounted to a gross violation of fair and equitable treatment promised under two separate bilateral investment treaties, or BIT. India-Netherlands BIT and the India-UK BIT. It took them a while, but in the end, the International Court ruled in favour of Vodafone, arguing that India had breached the terms of the agreement and it must now stop efforts to recover the said taxes from the company. So does this mean the tax authorities can no longer pursue Vodafone? Well, we can't say for sure. See, the International Court also ruled that the government had to turn over the 45 crores they've collected so far from Vodafone and further compensate them for all the charges borne at the tribunal. That's another 40 crores. So technically, they might appeal the decision in one of those appeal courts or they could simply choose to not honour the verdict at all. After all, India has always contested that a tax demand such as this cannot be adjudicated by a foreign court. That is, if the legislators decide to pass a law, then all entities within the state are bound to honour it. Foreign courts have little jurisdiction here. The only downside is that if the government disregards the ruling entirely, India's place as an enticing investment destination might forever be damaged beyond repair. So what do you think? Will the government finally relent or will they fight this one more time? Let us know your thoughts. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Finch Shots Daily. Until next time.